0: You
1: playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game, many times bad, and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Sean Toads, this is Double Thomas, and the ultimate team, Mason. And we played... Toads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team.
2: How you guys doing? Cowabun Oh wait, no, that's not. That's Ninja Turtles. Wrong, <laughs> wrong franchise. My bad. Comedy. <laughs>
1: so we uh, we dipped uh, as far back in time as we've done for a game at this point.
2: Is it? Is this really the oldest game we've played? So. Yeah, because
1: uh, the only other, the only game we've played from the '90s was Phantom Menace, right?
2: I think. No. Wait. No. Wait. When was when was Hydro Thunder?
1: Oh yeah, Hydro oh, Thunder's are, are, are the yeah, Hydro Thunder's 90s. Arcade would, but the port we played was older. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So we so went we, back we, a few we, years. We've
2: been in the '90s a couple of times, but not a whole lot. But
1: yeah, this is the we dip back to 1993.
2: When I was negative ten,
1: just uh, to make
2: everybody listening feel old.
1: And we played Battletoads and Double Dragons, the Ultimate Team.
2: Which uh, I went I went and checked uh, before. Uh, this this recent intera- iteration of uh, Battletoads from 2020. This was the last home console Battletoads yep. game. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, it was an arcade game that came out the year after, and then it was like a there was a couple decade gap until we got Battletoads. A
1: franchise that was dormant for a long time, very long, uh, time. despite having a fairly large following. So much so that you know it was, I believe, my number three on uh, video games we wished were movies. List. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only person that would like to see more Battletoads. Uh, yeah, I mean on-
2: it's a, it's a it's a it's a great franchise. It's a it's it's a very 90s kind of franchise, but very there are a much. lot of other franchises that are very 90s. Ninja Turtles, for example, that are still around today. So you know,
1: and uh, I have a fondness for this game in particular. Uh, I have played a lot of the other Battletoads, but this was the one that I played the most. My uh, cousins would bring it over and play it. We'd play it on Super Nintendo uh, when I was younger. We'd play it over at my grandparents' house. And then uh, my brother got it for the Sega Genesis. And so we played it a bunch uh, growing up later on, uh, Sega Genesis. And then I've played the NES versions. The only version of this Battletoads and Double Dragon that I haven't played is the Game Boy version because I didn't know it existed until like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, there's a." Game Boy version?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, wait, for like original brick Game Boy? Yeah. Oh, that would have sucked. Well, it
1: doesn't have the 3D environment and it's one player. So it's a, it is a different... Oh, that, it is. But all the Battletoads suck. had it. Uh, actually, I believe it's pretty highly reviewed. Really? But also that's from the time I could be wrong. I don't remember. Eh, mediocre. Three and a half stars.
0: That's interesting.
1: Or, you know... Two and a half out of six, because <laughs>
0: that's a rating scale. That's that's a rating scale, all right. At it, yeah. I'm I'm the contrarian. Everybody, what a surprise! <laughs> I I'm the Double Dragon guy. Yep. I really like Double Dragon out of the two franchises.
1: Which is partly other than nostalgia, why I picked this game is because I knew I had a big Battletoads attachment, but I know Thomas's love of Double Dragon, so I was like, this is going to be a fun one to talk about because it's two franchises that we really haven't given a whole lot of airtime to yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we will in the future uh, more, but we do love some good beat-em-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I am incredibly bad at every beat-em-up ever.
0: A good beat-em-up is a super satisfying experience. It all depends on, you know, the kind of beat-em-up you're playing, uh, the positioning, the moves you can pull off, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And this game is a very good beat-em-up, even if it's definitely more Battletoads and Double Dragon. Very
1: much. Uh, Mason, how much, uh, Battletoads or Double Dragon had you played before this?
2: Absolutely none. Nice. Okay, <laughs> like, so this was really your, this was really an introduction. I was, I, I, I'm, I was aware of, like, the existence of both franchises. I knew what they were. But the most, the, the most I knew about either of these is, like, I, I remember, um, Briefly watching my friends play Battletoads, and that's it. And they were constantly stuck on the speeder bike level.
1: So. <laughs> I mean, it is a franchise that is known for being stupid hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first game is kind of notorious for its how hard it is. And this and, is supposed to be the easy game. And uh, you know, they arcade. They were arcade games that got ported over to to systems, uh, and. Can you imagine trying to dump quarters into this game every oh, time man. you die you're like oh yep right, there goes my week's allowance oh <laughs> man
0: for every continue jesus christ
1: for yeah. yeah yeah that is an element that like it's wild to look back when you play these sort of beat em ups that you know that were arcade based you're like oh yeah this cost money every time i died yeah
0: Yeah, I don't think there was actually an arcade version of this, but...
1: I don't believe so. I think this was one, but obviously the original Battletoads. And if it was, there was a ported arcade version. The original
0: Battletoads and the original Double Dragon were both arcade, Mm -hmm. so...
1: Uh, so this uh, was... No,
2: this was only... um, It was game. There was a Super NES and Genesis version. Then there was also versions for Game Boy and NES.
1: Yeah, because it was made on the NES. Was it really? Yes, it was ported over to these ones. It was an NES and Game Boy first, oh. and then it was ported over to SNES and uh, uh, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, uh, that's which?
2: that's interesting because you, I can consi- I consider uh, SNES and Genesis like the best platforms.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I some of it was also at the timing what was available and what was coming out. You know, ninety three mm-hmm. would have been you know NES's domain into the NES's domain early uh early, early NES time frame so like uh but as Thomas mentioned this is while it is a crossover and it's not to say that the Double Dragon characters are forgotten or not it is at its heart a Battletoads game
2: which is which is interesting because of the of the two franchises Double Dragon is the one that has lasted the longest yeah, like double like Double Dragon was the one that got pl- like a ton of new en- uh, entries before Battletoads did,
1: and a movie and, and a movie. Uh, um,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. The less said on the movie,
0: the better. <laughs> yeah, you like the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no Double Dragon. The movie's bad, but it it is interesting. But also, it's understandable because back then the Double Dragon people. Just gave away the license to anyone. Like, anyone could take Double Dragon and do whatever the hell they wanted with it. Which is why the lore of Double Dragon is not good. (laughs) This game has lore? Well, yeah. Well, every game has lore. Mm -hmm. Tetris has lore, for God's sake. Huh? Yeah, it's called the movie. Go watch it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, well, that's not in-game lore. That's... What are you talking about? Everything is symbolism. <laughs> okay, but like, uh, no, seriously. The, the lore of Double Dragon so messed up that I kind of understand why Rare just kind of did whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. Because they were kind of just giving it. They were making a Battletoads game. And then they were like, hey, you want Double Dragon? Here's Double Dragon. So it's like,
1: yeah, and it was one yes. of three Battletoads games that came out in
0: 93. Yeah, that's right.
1: So, like, it was... It was a chance for uh, uh, Rare to kind of really show off, mm-hmm. uh, because and this game is gorgeous.
2: Yeah, um, it's it, it's a it's a solid looking game. I, I don't think it's the best looking Super well, Nintendo. It's Nintendo also game, an NES yeah. port for Super Nintendo. An th- yeah, so it's and it's kind of
1: early SNES. This is still, I think, three years before Donkey Kong Country came out.
2: Wow.
1: So like, Rare had another, time another to perfect. Rare game, yeah. This is a, yeah, Rare had time to perfect uh, kind of what they were doing. Uh, and I think uh, where I'll lead to the conversation here is just talk about a little bit about Rare because I don't know the next time we're going to get to talk about this company, and I love talking about Rare because they are so interesting. I
2: mean, have you have you tried looking up how much Rare games are from the Rare games from the '90s are specifically? Oh god, because the they with the Xbox, there's a Rare replay, bitch. Yeah. Well, I yeah, but that yeah, but it's run it's it, it's really not the same as like. Like, mm-hmm. the, like, the games that they made that weren't on Rare Replay, like, have you tried looking up how much Conker's Bad Fur Day is? Yes. Yeah, because... they movie's Like, expen-
1: movie. Games expensive. Well, part of that is, and I said this, there, there is a multiverse out there. There is a different universe where uh, a butterfly flapped its wings and uh, Nintendo bought Rare, like Rare thought they were going to, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't have kind of what's happened the last 20 years. Like, Rare has been a Xbox... Exclusive for twenty years now.
2: But think, but think about this: if we were to live in that universe, we probably wouldn't have the Kinect. You know. Oh wow! I just
1: realized that we are in the bad universe.
2: <laughs> this <laughs> isn't the bad
0: place. <laughs> uh, <We've> established that.
2: <laughs> but, and
1: it's not to say that Rare's Microsoft lineup is bad. They have some good stuff. Uh, a lot of it. They they've made good games. Uh, there's a funny story out there about. Uh, How someone, a lot of the company was upset at Microsoft. Uh, when they were making Viva Piñata because Microsoft was promoting Gears of War more than their game and they were upset that they were promoting ge- this dumb Gears of War game and not our brilliant piece of work Viva Piñata.
2: <laughs> you know, the system seller, Viva Piñata. That was
1: one of the, like, that was supposed to be the, like, that was a launch title, di- like, or an early launch title wow. of the 360, if I remember right. Or if it, it wasn't launched, it was, like, early around it. Like, they were like, this is this is what's going to sell the 360.
2: The only thing that I remember about Viva, P- Viva Piñata is that I watched the show before I saw the games. <laughs> so I thought the games were based on the show and not
0: the other way around. Oh, the other way around. The, yeah. Well, because the Rare, Rare had a couple of launch titles for the Xbox. Yeah, they, they had, the
1: Perfect Dark reboot. Yeah,
0: Perfect Dark Zero. Ooh, yeah. They had the ugh, Blast, what's it called? The
1: uh, I can find it here.
0: The, the Kiara? Yeah, uh, oh, I know
1: what you're talking called? about. Yeah they had grabbed by the ghoulies was their Aw, first geez. was their first microsoft game and, da, 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 da. i don't know
2: that's such it. a horrible title
1: obviously viva Vin piñata perfect piñata uh, uh cameo uh, Cam- elements Cam- of power Cam- power cameo
2: that's the one
1: and it's not that they've had like bad things cuz they've thought they made the 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 rebooted uh battle toads obviously viva piñata is it even though it's a weird game it is a really good game like mm, sea of thieves is still really sea of thieves popular. is a really good game sea of thieves is rare
2: yeah yes i didn't know that
1: yeah but it's weird because of what they were in the 90s and how they got the nintendo's attention more than anything is actually they were developing for... Let me get the exact name of the system they were developing. It was a home computer system. They were developing for the... Spectrum Home... ZX Spectrum Home Computer.
2: Gesundheit.
1: And they were making games for it. And they got a hold of an uh, imported Famicom. And they were like, Oh, we can reverse engineer this. And they did. But Nintendo was like, No, you can't. The Famicom is not reverse-engineerable. You cannot be able this to do is a this. a
2: perfect piece of... De- what do you mean, you free engineer? And they
1: then went and showed them to that, and Nintendo was like, oh my gosh, you must develop for us. Here is basically unlimited money. Go do things. And so they stopped developing. They started developing for the NES. They, they, there were still a lot of... Por- Before the SNES, there were still a lot of ports and things like that. Uh, they did a lot of things, But they, and they had a lot of arcade-based games. And then the SNES came around, and they started making pretty much exclusively Nintendo games really starting with donkey kong and nintendo started giving them license we know obviously the donkey kong license they had for the three country games and then 64 mm-hmm. and i asked thomas before we started podcasting like do we do we think rare's best time was the NES or the 64 and i think it's the 64 is where it's they, 64 they, they is they...
2: probably the best because you, you get donkey kong 64 you get conquer you get uh banjo kazooie Golden uh, Eye, Golden Eye, perfect, perfect dark, perfect dark, uh, blast core, mm-hmm. blast core, yeah, like like they 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 started. Diddy going Kong
0: up.
1: Racing.
2: They started like going up with the the Super Nintendo, but 64 is where Rare hit their peak,
1: and that's kind of like I think some of that post 64 is where, as a company, they kind of dipped down Nintendo. They only made one Nintendo game, uh, console, home console Nintendo game post 64, and that's. Star Fox Adventures for the GameCube
2: and the less said about that game the better
1: I actually like that game
2: okay moving on
1: (laughs) that game and it's well reviewed it's just it's not it's a it's a different conversation here it's a very different Star Fox game it's trying to do something different and so some people are yeah exactly it's
2: different it's not a Star Fox anyways have you played it? I a little bit it's been a while but I have it wasn't a Star Fox game that's all I remember he's
1: a fox in the stars therefore Star Fox (laughs) shh Uh, but, uh, I don't anyway, know
0: why I'm aggressive towards Mason today. It's fun to be is aggressive towards Mason. Has There's anything, has anything changed? <laughs>
1: uh, but I think there is definitely something to be said about going back and playing these games uh, and looking at Rare as a whole, uh, being like, not that they haven't made bad, uh, good games or not that they haven't done stuff and uh, has been successful with Microsoft, but man, I miss their Nintendo days.
0: Absolutely absolutely. Yeah, Nintendo, I felt like Rare was more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Whereas Microsoft, I feel like they still do good stuff, but with Nintendo, they really, you know, they they had their Nintendo was basically their baby. Mm-hmm. Or Rare was Nintendo's baby for a while.
1: Yeah, they they had a probably the best third-party partnership that Nintendo's ever had with a company, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. There may be one or two that I'm not thinking of, but like the amount of big you know, banger games that they made for that the uh, that company is wild.
2: Uh, they 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 uh, definitely in the N sixty four days they had the best third party party mm-hmm. relationship because you know Squeenix had fucked off to PlayStation and you know ever so, so did Capcom too, and like uh, Activision definitely did did That's, that too. Yeah. All, these, all these big uh, companies that had had great uh, relationships when Nintendo with the N sixty four came out. They all looked at. They all looked at their the um, N64 cartridges and went interesting, and then all simultaneously fucked off to the PlayStation. They all were
1: like, we want discs, give us
2: discs, and then and Nintendo was like, here's a stone tablet of a of an N64 cartridge, and they were like, see you later, and they and they really haven't had a great. Uh, Third-party relationship with developers since yeah, I like mean it's, gotten, it's definitely it's, gotten better on the Switch gotten better eras, yeah, but, with the Wii U and the Switch era, but
1: but yeah, it still is. Meant, a lot of it is more yes, uh, third parties being like, "Well, this is the greatest-selling console that we've got. We right, might as well try to get something on right, there." And yeah. come, Nintendo's been more f- able to. They've been work together and figure out more. Uh, that fits for the console. Uh, and there's been less of trying to shove a square peg into a round hole that was sometimes the GameCube and the Wii era of third-party development.
2: Right. And, uh, like, like, as great as the N64 is as a console, it, di- it did a lot of almost irreversible damage to Nintendo as a company.
1: At times, yeah. Uh, and, and that is, you know, Mason had just... Uh, that's a great point, Mason. That Like, yeah, th- th- I think maybe why they... Built that rapport with Rare is that other companies were jumping ship. Yeah, uh, yeah. that they they gave us so that that you know Squeenix did make such a or at the time would have been SquareSoft oh, made well, such that, yeah, yeah. When did they become Squeenix? Uh, two thousand. It's it's right after Final Fantasy X came out. Okay, so
2: it would have been it would have been just Square yeah at the yeah. Time but
1: SquareSoft uh may you know did dip and like that was a huge thing for a comp- you know for the platforms that were making. These were big franchises. A big franchise, not just Final Fantasy, but Dragon Quest in in Japan, and Mario RPG, and all these sort of things that they had done for the the Super Nintendo, they did not do for the 64.
0: Well, even Capcom had been uh, Mega Man. Mega Man was uh, NES on, but the minute the PlayStation came around, what went to PlayStation? Mega Man 8 and Mega Man X4. And
2: even even though... uh, the sixty four did get a, a Mega Man game. It got um, a what's it called? Um, Mega Man sixty four. Well, that, that's what it was called in the sixty four. But on Mega on, it Man was Legends, a, Legends, that's what it is. It got in Mega Man Legends, but that wasn't that was like the only Mega Man game it got. Whereas, like you said, they got they kept getting other Mega Man games.
1: So yeah, and I think this is just a you know while we've kind of divvied off from the Battletoads Double Dragon conversation, it is fun to look at this because this is a point in time where this is kind of the point where Rare went on and moved forward with Nintendo more than anything. Uh, And uh, you can kind of really see what they like to develop for the Super Nintendo, because there are a lot of environmental and art-style elements from this game that you see very much in the Donkey Kong Country games. Yes. Very yeah. much. Very much so, uh, yeah. The environments are... There's a very similar texture to a lot of stuff, and color palettes and different things are very similar. I think Donkey Kong, you would say, is a little brighter colors, but they are very similar in the way that they... Uh, uh, make things look and even a lot of the motions are very similar there there's your characters are swinging in this game down and i was like that's very similar to the ropes going down in donkey kong country so
2: yeah so uh an interesting piece of conversation that i've just thought of as we as we briefly brought up at the beginning of of this podcast where we were like it's more of a battletoads game than a double dragon game would this game have worked inversely if it was more of a double dragon game with battletoads pushed onto it (laughs)
1: I'm going to say no, not because Double Dragon is bad or that it's there, but I don't... I think at the time frame, Rare had a better grasp of what Battletoads was than uh, the company that owned Double Dragon had a grasp of what they wanted Double Dragon to be. Yeah,
0: because like I said, at that point, Double Dragon was just anything and everything. Remember when they had a cartoon? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Where they were both literal, like, Double Dragons? Yeah, that was bad.
1: Yeah. Cause Double Dragon, which was owned by I will get it here in just a second. Technos Technos Japan.
2: That's a weird name.
1: Uh so like they licensed it out, so no, I think I think it, it works better in the Battletoads universe. But you know, we can we can piggyback off that here and say, you know, let's jump into some of the gameplay of this game and how it is. Uh, because it's an arcade game, and uh, I personally think that this game is at its best as a two-player sit down on the couch and have fun with your your friends. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's an immediate gameplay mechanic that I know irritated Thomas, and it can be really frustrating to have this game.s Yeah, friendly fire. Yeah. is
0: it's everywhere.
1: Everywhere. I
0: think
2: it. I think it would be more tolerable if it didn't actually take your health down because mm-hmm. it is kind of funny. Oh yeah, sometimes.
0: But it would be more funny if it didn't. It's funny, but the minute I lose health. Yeah. I'm not laughing. I'm, I mean, I can laugh when I lose health on a video game. I'm not a fucking. Not a fucking curmudgeon. Yeah, I got hit. Resetting the game, bitch. But Throwing like, controller uh, through wall. <laughs> but like. I'm, uh, I'm, lo- I, I'm losing after the first slap on Baby Park. We got to reset the GameCube. <laughs> but like, there's just. It's whenever there's friendly fire in video games that always pisses me mm-hmm. off, especially in beat em ups. Yeah. Like, again, it can be funny, but there's also times where I'm just trying to pick up the bad guy, and then Sean picks up Billy and uses him like a baseball bat. It's like ah. <laughs> and I
1: think one of the things that's great about beat 'em ups is it's it, they are an opportunity to really utilize teamwork to take out enemies. Mm-hmm. That is sometimes, and maybe that's trying to be the challenge here. Is like you have to figure out teamwork while avoiding. Uh, friendly fire, maybe that's something they were trying to do on, uh, element on it, but more often than not, in practice, it's just a lot of hurting each other. Which, yeah. again, admittedly, the animations are hilarious, and there are moments that are very funny, but even in, say, like, Lego Star Wars, when you're playing uh, uh, co-op mode, and it's fun to, you know, be the person who's lightsabering Jar Jar Binks, mm. but you're not ending the game because you lightsabered Jar Jar Binks.
0: Right. It that's kind of the thing with the Lego games. They're infinite lives, so you can't really mm-hmm. do that much harm. Meanwhile, in this game, you have uh three lives, you can get more obviously, three continues, and then you gotta start the whole thing over again. Which I mean From big... the beginning. I like that it's three lives, three continues for, per player. Yes. Because otherwise that would piss me off more, but three lives, three continues per per player, that is what it should be for a beat-em-up. And
2: I don't know if this is like the way that they just had 2D beat-em-ups be at the time, and it probably was, and me probably saying this is like blasphemous or something, but this was, what, what year was this, 93? Yes. This was 1993 saving in games existed at this time yeah yeah but why that wasn't, wasn't it a that, thing that
0: up.
1: but that wasn't like you had saving in certain types of games but the majority of like beat-em-ups and still arcades and remember this is even though it didn't come out on an arcade necessarily it is still built on an arcade engine which mm-hmm. is built to okay you have to put in a quarter and restart you're not saving till the next time you come in so like it, it has a reason for it, and and I do actually really like beat 'em ups that have that that it's all about your continues. It's not you're you're not saving a, a, a point. Uh, I'll you know if you have an emulated version of this game when you can just save points and just go back. That that is nice, but there is a challenge to early beat-em-ups ups that is all about okay. I have to get through this on my with on my lives.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. But at the same time, like. If I was trying to play, like, newer 2D beat-em-ups, like Shredder's Revenge or Scott Pilgrim, and they played like this, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> I just wouldn't, because I'm mean, bad at these kind of games. Yeah. but that's so
1: again, like, w- again, I think the thing about beat up is they are very much a co-op experience. It is meant to sit down and play. Whether you beat the game or not is, like, it is a challenge to sit down with your friend and try to beat it. Now, that element, as we've talked before, just sitting down and on the couch and playing with your friends— doesn't exist so you know if you're playing by yourself yeah i might want to save because i might need to get up and go and do something or i might mm-hmm. uh, it's like that but in that day and a- age when arcade or uh you're going to the arcade and playing it or you're sitting at home with your friend and playing co-op yeah you it's not important Save's not important for that that necessarily mm-hmm. but i do get from a modern look at it i can see why that would be something that could be irritating yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that's that, it, yeah. it's something i don't mind because i like playing a lot of those classic beat-em-ups but at the same time, I do completely understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from because it is kind of irritating. So, uh,
1: I think I, like I said I've played this game on every version except the Game Boy, hmm. uh, and I think the Super Nintendo has the best controller scheme for the game. Hmm. Uh, I I I think because the four buttons and uh, and everything, it, it just it works better on the Super Nintendo
0: which is odd because the four buttons don't really do
1: anything. They right? don't. They're not, There's not a lot extrapolate extrapolated jumps, out punches. to the six buttons on the Genesis. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, uh 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 but uh it because it was designed for the NES which is two buttons. Right. So, yeah. but I do I do really like the controls of this game as a whole once you grasp them. But I don't know if you, you know, Mason especially this is your first time playing this, you know, Thomas with more of the of experience. If you guys agree with me that I said I think the controls are really good in this game, it just takes a bit to get used to them on some. But yeah,
2: yeah. they're fine. Yeah, so. they're yeah, they're fine. Uh,
1: we don't you know we don't really have to worry much about a camera at this point because we're you know while it has a lot of 3D elements, it's still 2D. But the, the, there were some annoying parts when uh, we would open up a, a chest and a one up would come just off screen and you can't that go and get twice. it
2: twice.
0: I was it's like, like, come it's, it's like, on, bitch, give it to me. Why would it do that?
1: Uh, so th- those are some little I, that, things that, that can That's win. another
0: good thing with older games. That's mm-hmm. happened to me more times than I can count. Especially in beat ups like, ooh, that's a turkey, that's a full health, that's off-screen, no! Get down on your knees, reach for it, Billy! Reach! <laughs> Just <laughs> crawl. punch through the invisible wall for crying out loud.
2: I
1: think at one point I threw one of you at <laughs> trying to throw it at it. Like, come on, go get it! Uh, but... There's not a lot really to talk about necessarily when it comes to camera or uh, controls, because they are very much beat-em-up camera controls that very similar to all uh, beat-em-ups at the time played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big thing just to talk about this game in terms of it is just the amount of effort put into sprite work and animations for the oh, characters. Yeah.
0: Oh yes. yeah, the sprite work is fantastic. sprite, sprite works fantastic. Even though this is more of a Battletoads game than a Double Dragon game, I really appreciate the fact that the the Battletoads are brawlers. That's kind of what they are. They don't have a lot of martial arts experience, but they have power to build up for it. The Double Dragon Zone, so their combat like abilities actually are represented through martial arts prowess. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like yeah. it's through martial arts abilities. It's like it's
2: like it's like having a Captain America versus a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like the Battletoads are more like Hulk and Double Dragon. You know, if you, guys, you if you had kind of like
1: a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, like one of these crossed over with like maybe like Batman or something like that doing a beat yeah. up, that's what it kind of would be a little more. Yeah. Uh, which, again, Battletoads is Rare's take on, uh, you know, the, oh, the turtles are popular? We're going to do our own turtles. Because uh, everything
0: had a turtles alternative back in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. Remember Biker Mice from Mars? Oh, Street yeah. Street Sharks? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
1: Street Sharks. Uh,
0: Street Sharks. Is that the one that Vin Diesel
2: did the commercials for? Yes.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, but I think the animations, especially the Toads, the expressive nature of things, but they allow that expressive nature to come on. Some of the, 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 the you know, Billy and, and Jimmy get that expressive nature, which is really cool to see because, uh, you know, The Double Dragon games, in a lot of ways, are 80s action films. That's what they are.
0: That's essentially what they are. Which is why I'm shocked that the 80s action film fucked it up. And then I remember it was made in (laughs) 92. Well, 94, rather, I think. But either Mm -hmm. way. Uh, Because they're basically... You're walking through the street beating the shit out of people. That's basically the plot of the Double Dragon games. You're trying to save your girlfriend. Or Billy's girlfriend. Jimmy's just kind of there. Wow, what a third wheel. Jimmy
1: is your best bro. He will <laughs> yeah, bro. he will he will do anything to help you. You.
2: Does he, does our he, princess is attracted to him if they have good taste.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but and it is fun to put the double dragon characters in kind of more of a sci-fi uh, uh, adventure which is kind of cool to see. It's like almost like, you know, a little bit of out of your element, but also like they fit right in it, in this it do, world. It
0: does fit them, especially because, like, one-third of the Double Dragon games are post-apocalyptic. True. Because, again, no one knows what they were doing.
1: <laughs> they were just like, this would look cool. I think there would be a movie that would be like this. Let's do that. <laughs>
2: and I, and I, I do think it's I do, I do think it's interesting that they... It's a little bit more interesting that they did this instead of, like, the alternative, which is, like, just having Battletoads fighting in the streets. At that point, it's just Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It's not as interesting as having... These two, let's face it, regular guys fighting in space and somehow being able to breathe without helmets. You know, that's more interesting. I want to know how they do that. It's, how yeah. are they breathing on the ships without helmets? Uh, uh, martial martial arts. arts. How are the? Well, the. Well, I mean, battle are mutants. Maybe they they've can been breathe in space.
1: They've been trained in martial arts, so they have breathing ability.
0: <laughs> way, the way they're just up. holding their breath the whole time. The way of the dragon teaches all. Even how to hold your breath in space? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I said, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the gameplay in this game. If you've played a beat-em-up, you've played, you played this game. If you've
2: played 90s beat up specifically. Yeah. Uh, I,
1: think
0: I, they, I, think... yeah I, I will say specifically Battletoads. Mm-hmm. I know we brought that up already, but for example, Double Dragon has two attack buttons instead of a jump button. Mm-hmm. Whereas Battletoads has one jump button, one attack button. And this plays like that. It plays one attack, one jump. Yes. Mm.
1: So because you're doing the frogs and right. toads jumping.
0: Yeah, and which I, I I don't mind. So.
1: And f- items could be picked up and you know mm-hmm. smack people over the head with a lead pipe or a stick or <laughs> other options. I think
2: the the only the only thing about this 2D beat 'em up that I that makes it so I probably wouldn't gravitate gravitate it heh, gravitate towards it as much as others is that the. The playing field is kind of small, like especially comparing it to uh, 2D beat 'em up that I that I played recently, uh, the Simpsons game. That era, the area in that game is pretty big, mm-hmm. and you can there's a lot of places to walk around. In. And this one, it's kind of smaller it is, and condensed. It is very
1: much Rare's hallway going across. Look, you know, again, you, it's yeah. a different style, but you know, Donkey Kong being a platformer was very similar, similarly built. So, like, Rare had kind of them going down a hallway, which there is a lot that do that sort of thing, especially in the Super Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because of the 3D dynamics, they didn't feel like they needed to make it as much of, like, a space and more of, like, that because you could go down. You could hang off edges. Uh, there was some extra stuff that you, you could do with that. So, it, it was more contained. But, yeah, it, it is it is a little more yeah, it's, hallway-esque. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a bit more contained than something like, say, Streets of Rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Or even like you know some of the some of the turtles games are a little more like it feels like you get yeah. more to an area and it's more spread out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas this is more like you're always in kind of a more contained uh, hallway esque.
0: And that could uh, be trying thing. to build up the kind of difficulty factor of Battle Toads because that's the big famous thing. Is yeah. Difficulty. Oh, yeah. Let's beat your ass and yeah, Battle Battletoads. Toads quarters.
2: Battle Toads that that those those are games that'll those will beat you down. They're very hard games.
1: Well, now that you've played it, Mason, what do you think of the speed run record that is 21 minutes that someone beat this game how in?
2: How in the world? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of training. How in the how? I want to do they Did they video it? They had to have videoed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did, to
1: get it, get. To, I'm pretty sure to get it uh, uh, on the speed record, you have to have it on video. So.
0: AGVQ maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or all games done quick.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that that I, I looked that up today because I was like, I wonder what the speed. Uh, run record I was like yeah Maybe like 45 minutes Not 21 minutes
0: How Speedrunners
1: are just Built differently
0: S- Speedrunners Freaking speedrunners man. You know the Super Saiyans In Dragon Ball Where you have to Break a certain barrier Those are speedrunners <laughs> They are our Super Saiyans Oh no Who killed speed Krillin Running 4
1: <laughs> So you're saying Someone has to kill Krillin in front of them And then they can <laughs> Beat records Wait
0: wait Okay so Some, if- Yeah someone kills Krillin in front of them And all of a sudden That 21 minute uh, speed run goes down to three. <laughs>
2: so, so wait, wait, hold on. So if two, if two speedrunners, I can finish a game in twenty minutes. Do the fusion dance. Game they can finish, finish it in 10. one game in ten minutes. Yes, sweet. I actually,
1: no. By the the multiplier effect of that, it's probably actually going to be like five minutes. I know way too much about Dragon Ball power levels. God damn it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess you know to, to maybe kind of move from the gameplay of this and more in kind of the, kind of the reaction of it. This game was really, really at the, at the time was really, really loved, and it's held very, very well up in that people still consider this game highly. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's held up as mu- like in terms of like people like talking about the, the these these franchises as much as you know individual Double Dragon or individual Battletoads. Mm-hmm. but this game across all the platforms that it was on, aside from it said, the Game Boy was more of like you know middling, you know fifties and sixties kind of that you know five. Five out of ten, six out of ten, three out of things like that. But mm-hmm. the majority of the other systems were like four out of five, eight out of ten, uh, you know, nine out of ten, things like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So
1: like it was, it was held up really well among the you know beat 'em up community, uh, and it was played a lot, uh, and it sold well. Mm. So like, and it, so much so that you know, like it got it, it got added on to. Uh, the NES one has been put on one of the Microsoft stores, I believe, and I think one. Yeah, they they've made the NES, redone the NES for uh, on one of them, I believe. So you can play it, and I think the Super Nintendo one's coming as well, if I read somewhere that, mm-hmm. or it was planned. Regardless, it's something that people have clamored to get more of, uh, or be able to be able to access it than just having to bust out the old systems.
2: And you know as as kind of sad as it is that uh Battletoads didn't have the kind of longevity that Double Dragon had on the plus side that does mean that uh Battletoads didn't have the um the chance to go downhill uh
1: the the beat em up <laughs> franchise had a lot of trouble moving from 16 bit to beyond yeah uh, and that that's beat em up as it became a, it was a the the 64 PlayStation uh, only until recently when there's kind of been, like, a renaissance of the arcade beat-em-ups mm-hmm. has come back, that, like, the franchises have come back. There's a new Double Dragon in per- it, that is supposed to be coming out not too long, so, like...
2: New Double Dragon, uh, Shredder's Revenge, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. so, like, th- th- there's
1: kind of... Which is really cool, because it is a genre that is really fun.
2: Yeah. It's
1: just, it had a lot of trouble with translation to 3D.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: as we saw with Beatdown Fists of Vengeance.
2: Mm-hmm. Is that technically a beat-em-up? Yeah, what is that? Yeah. 3D beat-em-ups. Yeah. It's, it's been almost a year since we've played that game. I still don't know what that game is. It's beatdown. Uh-huh. Fist of Vengeance.
1: <laughs> It's Steve Bloom plays not Wolverine. Irishman. But, uh, yeah. And I think that's kind of like maybe as we saw with the Battletoads revival here. It's something that we could maybe see more of in the future because uh, there is a beat-em-up revival of it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: At least arcade-style revival. And maybe, look, maybe someone will crack the code and we will get really good 3D beat-em-ups. Like, that's, you know, maybe something that we'll get in the future. One day,
0: we've gotten one. one. Yeah. it's the Warriors. Yeah, it's the only one we've gotten. That's actually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And I mean,
1: it's not one-to-one, but a lot of, you know, the GTA games and, you know, and the like, things like uh, Just Cause and the sandbox games like those, they, they do take a lot of elements from old OG beat-em-ups. They do take a lot of elements of being able to go and, you know, a lot of the same controls and put it in 3D, but it's just not the same, you know, it's not the way they had, you know, an arcade fighter. It is very much more of, I can run around in an open world and just punch and kick.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I think the closest we've gotten to like an open world three D beat em up is Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. So, oh. But, e- but even that. I haven't trans- thought about that game in a while. But even that transfers to gunplay in like the next mm-hmm. half. So.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the. There's elements to it, but it almost always includes a shooter element to it. Yeah. Which maybe that is the evolution of the beat 'em up is to 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 be that it is to be Grand Theft Auto, maybe, uh, to be uh, Just Cause or any of the. Uh Saints Row, any of the uh ty- those types, so but Yeah. Yeah.
2: One day we'll get that three well, that three D Battletoads remake. <laughs> Hell, you know what? Since both of these since Battletoads has already had its comeback, Double Dragon is getting its, so we might get a new one. We yeah. might get a new crossover between the two. Everyone's uh, gonna
1: listen to this podcast and start buying Battletoads and Rare can thank us.
2: Yeah, Please, Rare. We <laughs> saved you. Exactly. S- nothing else. S- Sure as hell not Microsoft
0: <laughs> turning you into a Kinect Games factory. For a little while, turning yeah. Turning you into a Sea of Thieves factory. Yeah. Yikes. Which, to be fair, I...
1: I've heard great... See, I've never gotten to play Sea of Thieves, but I've heard nothing but great things from people who've played it.
0: I've played know. it, and it's definitely a multiplayer game. That's what I'll say about that. That's and fair. I just didn't have that much fun, but it, again, maybe because it's a single-player had it as a single player. Experience. That's where
1: Rare was at their strength was multiplayer type games. It's not to say they didn't make fun single player games, but at their pinnacle, you know, whether you're playing Battletoads with your friend, whether you're playing Donkey Kong Country which had multi, you know, you're playing two player, whether you're back in uh, 64 which Donkey Kong 64 which had the multiplayer games or Golden or Perfect Dark or Diddy Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. They were so good at putting multiple people on the couch and playing games, and so if that brings it back, then that sort of thing back, then yeah, cool. There you go. But yeah, on this podcast, we ask two important questions of every game we play. The first is, how does this game hold up?
2: Really damn well. I don't think there. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I might end up. Uh,
1: I mean, it's a 30-year-old game, so... Yeah,
2: I might, end, I might end up, like, biting my tongue on this, but um, I don't think there's a Super Nintendo game that has aged badly.
1: There are a few. There yeah, definitely I are mean, a few.
0: There's probably a couple, but
2: not any of the, like, popular ones. Mm-hmm. Like, the the only, like, majorly popular one that I can think of is Super Mario Kart. I don't think it's oh, really I, aged but I, that well. I think
1: it aged amazingly. Now it has things that you can cheat through, but, I, like, I love... Super Mario Kart is my favorite Mario Kart, so...
2: Okay, so today's the day we learn that Sean is a psychopath, anyways.
1: Or the correct psychopath. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the correct answer is Double Dash, bitch. Uh, That's yes. my second favorite. Yes, that, my, my top, that is the m- right answer. My
1: top three are Super Mario Kart, Double Dash, and then uh, I actually really love the Game Boy Advance version.
2: Really? Super yeah. Circuit? Yeah. Hmm. Really? Yeah. All right, then. So that Sean was... has a has a type with
1: Mario Kart. I games, do have apparently. a type of Mario Kart games. When they got they're, they're, when they left 3D, they got hard, and I'm bad at them. When they're in 2D, I'm good at them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, the, uh,
2: game
1: is aged well. It has aged very well. It looks beautiful, uh, even even at this point. We said the sprite work is there, uh, and the music. I know we didn't mention it a whole lot, but Ooh, the music, yeah. the not all Super Nintendo games music hold up. That's just a, you know, a time of the era you're developing music for a very small uh, device that you have to you know, make it all the way you do, but the ones that do just are bangers and left like, and I, right.
2: I, I mentioned this uh, in our, to, in our uh, top five list, the video game tracks list, where like the Super Nintendo and the Genesis era was like the first where like, most of the games across the board had great music, and this is a great mm-hmm. example of that. Like, you you probably wouldn't think about it that much, but if you actually, like, listen closely to it, it's... And again,
1: a lot of the Super Nintendo music is repetitive because that's what you had to do for it, but God, I love this soundtrack, and it it, it does engross you into what you're playing, and it feels very good playing it.
0: It's a very good heavy soundtrack. Like, not like heavy guitar or heavy metal or whatever, but it kind of has that thumping feel, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is really good for a beat-em-up soundtrack. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Uh, did you say what you thought on the hold-up, Thomas?
0: I think it holds up pretty well. Like, uh, I'm not gonna say it holds up, like, fantastically or whatever, like, this isn't the mm-hmm. best holding-up game we've played or whatever, but I think that it's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, graphically, I think it holds up really well. 2D, in 2D stuff in general, age is better than 3D stuff, especially when...
1: Especially you know, 90s 2D stuff holds up better yeah, than 90s 3D stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, so... Yeah, I think it holds up beautifully. I think it's pretty good looking. Uh, some wonderful expression work, wonderful sprites. Pretty solid gameplay. Really hard-hitting, satisfying combos. Yeah, I think this game holds up pretty friggin' solidly.
1: Yeah. And our second question, I know that there has been a reboot in Battletoads, but it's specifically this game. Would you like to see a reboot or a reimagining of this game in a modern setting?
2: It's, it's been a reboot of Battletoads. We're getting a reboot of Double Dragon, so maybe we'll, it, well maybe reboot or it, 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 we we're don't getting know. another Double yeah. Dragon. So yeah, you know, it, it may very well be in the cards that this that uh, we get a another one of these, and I wouldn't be against it. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of two uh, D beat 'em ups in general, mainly because they're hard as balls, and I'm bad mm-hmm. at them. But it's not something I would be totally against either, and I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I love
0: a good 2D up I'm always down for more. And if one happened to come out that combined two of these really famous beat up franchises, I think it would be a pretty damn good like uh, mm-hmm. 2D experience. Another good revival, basically.
1: What we've seen in a lot of the beat 'em ups of modern is they also are good storytelling experiences, which is something that Early uh, you know, '90s beat em up straw like the story in this game, it's there, but it's it's not. You don't aren't really engrossed in the story, but versus something like Scott Pilgrim, where you, the story is still very much mm-hmm. at the forefront. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to kind of I don't know if I would say a remake, but a sequel type of thing that would be like taking these two franchises, but being able to focus more on showing some of the story and how these two franchises came together and what their really goal is and. In the end, if it's just trying to save, you know, Billy and Jimmy's girl again, and the Toads are helping, that's that that's cool. But like, uh, I would like to see something along those lines that could be kind of fun.
0: I, think I said Billy and Jimmy's girl, like they are just both dating her. Well,
1: Billy is Jimmy's there along as bestest friend. They're or, brothers. You know, <laughs> he's bestest friend.
2: And you know, and brother. Uh, oh, and you know, as this as uh, the season has uh, been. As we've talked about uh, crossovers a lot in this season, recently the Battle Toads uh, have had another crossover of their own in Shovel Knight. Yeah. So there, they,
0: there could be a whole game in that, honestly. Plus, they uh, they actually Zitz, I believe, was the one who was in Killer Instinct. Yes. So. Oh, that's right. And I forgot about that.
1: I I, I mean, again, li- crossovers are always hard with licensing and different things, but you know would I really like to see Battletoads and, Tur- and the Ninja Turtles crossover in some capacity, considering one is based off the other a little bit? That could be really cool.
0: Just make a beat-em-up where they're all there. All of them. and t Biker Mice, Street Sharks, Battletoads, all <laughs> of them, baby. All
1: of them. Uh, you know, and you could you could make new characters for an, uh, a game like this. New characters that added into it and things like that, and have more...
2: Curious one of the things that's
1: great stuff. about Scott Pilgrim is the, the replayability as different characters is... Really fun, mm-hmm.
0: so I like th- there there are I things you can you absolutely t- do. Thought you were talking about more TMNT ripoffs. Yeah, it was like Curious Cats from Krypton. Let's go, baby! <laughs> yeah,
1: but I think there is still stuff that could be done from this franchise. But also, I'm not necessarily clamoring for either a remake or a reimagining on this. I'd be okay with more accessibility. Uh, I know that Rare has done a few things now with Nintendo, knowing that they've had the uh, Banjo-Kazooie in Smash and GoldenEye on the N64 store. And Banjo-Kazooie on the N64 store. Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie on the N64 store. W- could, you know, just adding this game to the Super Nintendo store.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Adding more uh, more of the... Because you've got the Double Dragons, and I think... Do you have Battletoads on the NES, I believe, is on the store. I think is on the NES one. Maybe, I'm not sure. I know sure. Double Dragon is.
0: Uh, Double Dragon is, I think there's a couple Double Dragons out yeah. there. But.
1: So, like, you could add more, and I think it's less about new games, and more, of just more accessibility for it would be great, uh, so more audience can play it. Because, I really do love this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'd be fun to get more people to experience it. So, uh, real quick, as
2: we're wrapping up the up the podcast, I didn't know another place to bring this up, so I thought, now, now's a good, a good time as any. Um, are you guys familiar with the uh, the Battle Toads prank calling that happened in that was like really big in like 2011 2012? No, I have No. Okay. So are both are both of you familiar with the TV show Pawn Stars? Yes. You guys know that show. So there was a, there was a trend going around the internet in like in like 2011 2012 where people would like on on mass prank call the pawn star shop and ask do you have battletoads which started leading to the the main guy on that show rick screaming and cursing at them on the phone and then people would record the conversation and, and upload it on youtube it's, it's really hilarious so if, if anybody out there takes away one thing about about from this podcast go look up battletoads prank call on youtube
1: Okay. <laughs> but what do you guys think? Do you like Battletoads, Double Dragon? This game? Well, you can let us know do by like,
0: Do you like Battletoads, Double Dragon, or both?
1: Or both. Uh you can let us know by dropping us an email at bleepyouplaying at gmail dot com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail dot com. Let us know what you think there. Uh, if you would like to tell us to play a game or watch a movie for What the Bleep Are You Watching, you can also do that by subscribing to our Super Bleephead tier over on patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash what the bleep. You can uh subscribe for fifteen dollars a month and tell us what to play or watch. We will have a game or a movie to do that each month you're subscribed. Uh no, you know, as long as it doesn't break the bank, we'll do it. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to this on Apple, leave us a nice five-star review. Tell us that we're beautiful or whatnot. And uh, yeah, as we'll a, be.
0: You you can imagine what we look like through our voices. Exactly, <laughs> we're beautiful. We look like the battletoads. Don't. Exactly. <laughs> don't give away our secret.
2: Don't give away that we're the real battletoads. Tibbs on zits. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't
0: even know But
1: yeah, we'll be back with uh, some John Woo style action next time. Uh-huh. I liked it.